Hello and welcome to the podcast, We Are Selling. Today we're going to be speaking about the communications plan. And if you're a solo agent, this is your agent's communication plan. If you're a company, meaning the principal, keeping those doors alive of the decades of effort you put into your world, your community, well then you need a company communications plan. However, communications are far too important to be left to the people who may or may not be within the company for the entire distance of the company, meaning people come and go. And if you're a solo agent, your reoccurring revenue, your super fund is the data that you have in the company that you serve. Whereas in a company communications plan, it's far bigger than that. We're talking about thousands and thousands of transacted data that needs to live on. And if you've listened to this program before, my favorite marketing program in the world or program or communications plan is love the one you are with. However, as I go around the country and speak to so many people, unfortunately, there is core resistance from the team members and staff members that work within the business. And that would be like being a doctor who doesn't like blood. Phone calls are everything. Response time is everything. And there's nobody else doing more incredible work than this than John from Meeson Agency in Victoria. He joins us now. Please welcome John Angelopoulos. John, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me back on. John, we had such a great response from your work when we've done our prospecting calls and you gave some great guidance and advice of what to say on the phone. But since I spoke to you last, your company's boomed ahead. You've learned even more about the real estate space. John, give us an update on what you're doing now. Yeah, of course. So since we last spoke, obviously, there's a big importance placed on lead generation, which is always the case. And it's something that every business needs, of course. And that's what prospecting is. But there's been an even more importance placed now on marketing and marketing towards your database, building a pipeline, not just for now, but building a pipeline for the next season forward and a year forward from there. So what our business is doing a lot more for agencies and agents in particular is developing a pipeline of potential leads for down the track, not just trying to pick the fruit of the easy opportunities for the next couple of weeks or the next couple of months. And John, we're very excited to announce you're going to be appearing at the Complete Leader Conference in Sydney 2023 on the 19th and 20th of October. During yeah. that talk, you're speaking about the company communications plan. Take us into your thoughts on that of why a company needs to communicate and not leave that to chance that those phone calls will or not be made. Yeah, I think most companies already sort of know this, at least in the back of their head, or they've been taught this, especially with their marketing. So everyone does their letterbox drops, their sponsoring of billboards, sponsoring of school fates or whatever it may be. And they're all great. And it's not to say to, to stop any of them in particular. What is even more important, I think, with something like calls is to make sure that you're getting that two-way form of marketing. If someone throws a letterbox drop in the bin, you don't get to know that. Whereas when you make a call to your area, when you make a call to your database, even someone saying they're not interested is still data. It's still information. It's feedback as to why your marketing didn't work. So it's not just about telling people something. It's also about getting a response from it. And therefore, that information can be adjusted accordingly. If there's overwhelming negative feedback, you can adjust. If it's overwhelming positive feedback, then it means you're doing something right. So, John, when we look at a reasons to call list, what's on the menu 
what your team does on behalf of the company, what calls are working best out there? I think it's just keeping people up to date and it's just keeping people up to date with relevant and valued information. Results in the area is always a good one and adjusting it constantly and accordingly, any good result over the weekend. People want to know. It doesn't need to be a conversation more than just letting them know about a great result or a new listing that's come up that's got spectacular views or whatever it may be. Everyone's a little bit uh, curious about what's happening in the area, so they'd love to know. In terms of from an over, overarching market level, everyone loves to know as well how the changes in interest rates or the Reserve Bank level uh, impacts their lives and impacts their property as well. So just valuable information constantly is is the key, I guess. John, can we make a phone call where you're calling on behalf of Smith Real Estate and it's a just sold result in the area? just so our agents and principals can hear how you leverage the phone call. And, John, the data, even that's a question for a lot of our listeners, how do you handle the data? How do you get hold of the data? How do you update it? Yeah, so in terms of um, warm calling, uh, most of our clients obviously give us permissions um, to their actual database. They create a separate login for us with limited permissions. We act as if we're a subcontractor or another employee. All the data that we access, though, is protected from data security clauses. Our general manager, James, as well, controls all login and access, and it's everything's worked out of our contact center, which is in South Yarra, with no external working from home access. So we place a huge, huge importance on data security. But to answer your question, yes, we work directly out of our client CRMs, uh, making the notes directly against every contact. Alternatively, if people prefer, we can work off a CSV export or a, you know, an Excel export or whatever it may be. Um, in terms of cold data, if people did need to just purchase some data around the area or around their farm area, we work with a few great data brokers that um, give us great, give us access to some incredible quality cold data as well. Fantastic. Well, uh, let's go for a phone call. Ring, ring. Sure. Hello. Hi, is this Lee? Yes, it is. Hi, Lee. John calling from Smith Real Estate. How are you today? I'm good, thanks, John. And yourself? Good. I'm good. I just wanted to give you a quick call because I'm not sure if you saw number three, Gordon Grove, that sold on the weekend at auction just around the corner from your property there. I saw the sold sticker. What did it go for? Yeah. yeah. Well, we wanted to give you a call because it was an incredible result. 200K over reserve. It ended up selling for 1.2 million in the end. Um, wow. Yeah. Again, we weren't sure if you saw the result, but uh, we think it was a pretty good result for the property. That's an amazing result. Were the people local or where were they from? Yeah, they were all local. It was actually a family upsizing from there. But obviously, because there was high competition, we still had a few people looking within the area. So I guess the second part of my question was going to be, did you have any interest in doing anything with your property? Was it worthwhile mentioning the underbidders, uh, that there might be some other people in the area potentially curious at doing something with their property? Oh, look, Rob and I talk about it all the time. We're looking to downsize at some point. But it's just, you know, going to the market's such a big thing. We, we we put it off at all costs. Of course, yeah. Well, look, I mean, if it's just something out of curiosity, what I could do is organise a time for Sam, our director, to come past and maybe have that chat with you and that way you can look at what options you do have when you're thinking of doing anything. Yeah, that couldn't hurt. When would that be? He could come past maybe sometime early next week if that works for you. He'll be free Monday afternoon. Oh, perfect. Let me pass that on to him and get in contact to organise the exact time. Great. Thanks for your call, John. I will say as well, Lee, that's just something that we do recommend to a lot of our clients is the tentative booking in. 
a lot of our initial customers wanted us to book appointments in directly into the calendar. But what we've found is obviously when it's a company doing the external call, booking it in directly into a calendar, it's a higher chance of no show because people aren't familiar with the person that's going to rock up to their property. Whereas when we tentatively book something in, we're obviously giving you an opportunity to recontact that person. A little quick phone call to obviously confirm a time, but also build that small bit of rapport before you actually attend the appointment. Now, John, I must make a note here that your headset is crystal clear. What technology <laughs> are you using to make the phone calls? Yeah, so we have soft phones that have set up on our computer, and what we found was a, a program called Crisp with a K that blocks out all external noise. It's something we recommend to all our clients. It's very cost-effective. Uh, as long as it's plugged into the computer or as long as you're calling off your computer, because I don't think as of yet, it has a program for your mobile phone. It blocks out all external noise. So we've got a team of 35 contact center staff right now. They actually all sit shoulder to shoulder. But um, if you were to receive a call from one of them, which we're more than happy to, to offer an example call to one of you, if you if you did reach out, you won't hear any external noise with this program. Absolutely fantastic. John, that was a great principal company one. Now I want to discuss an agent issue when I say an agent issue, people ask me questions all the time. My job's to find answers, and you're my answer today. But we're noticing as agents have taken on leverage agents, and those agents might do two, three years in the trenches, working all the buyers, selling all the property, there has been a challenge that the lead agent is detached from the database, and in some cases unknown. Yep. What, are you, what are you doing to help other agents right now to assist in that area? Yeah, I think... You know, there's been a huge importance placed on the agent's name and the agent's branding, but ultimately the, the one of the biggest values we see in a real estate business is the database and is the data, especially people that have previously interacted with a brand and had a good experience with a brand. Like with anything, like when you go and purchase, a, you know, a shirt or a suit, if you're comfortable and you're happy with the brand that you previously bought off, you're more likely to go straight back there when the next time you need a shirt or a suit. It's much the same, I think, with real estate. So what we're doing is helping agents play defensive with their database, essentially. So uh, like we were saying previously about uh, the communications plan, we want to make sure that people are keeping constant communication with their database so that not only is everyone in their database being constantly contacted by someone in the, in the agency, so whether it's the director, whether it's the sole agent, whether it's their assistant, whether it's a team like us, everyone's getting a point of contact. Give me a, an idea of a phone call that you're making on, on behalf of a solo agent. Again, it might be similar to a just sold. It might be similar to a just listed. But if it's something that's really, really fresh or if someone's just really trying to build up traction, we're actually going back to some of the old ones, such as going to be in the area, giving some of your neighbors market updates. So the classic old ones that we were taught back when I was an agent myself, just letting people know that you're going to be in the area giving market updates to people is actually working quite effective to get people through doors. John, you and I were talking about the power of offering the digital price update, which a lot of our agents are using now. You know, I've got so many seasoned agents who say, look, Lee, I love that idea of getting them on a price update and I just get the notification, but I just don't have time to make the calls. That's exactly something you could do on behalf of the agents, John. Exactly right. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, again, talking about data, the bigger a database gets, the harder it is to manage. And the less time someone has to go to every single property. It's the same as if you were to book out your week with a whole bunch of price update appraisals. It's great. You're getting into the market, but then you're sacrificing time from something else that might be a little bit more dollar productive. So something like the digital price updates are incredible. 
because it saves you time from having to run around to all these different properties, especially when you know they might not necessarily be doing something, you know, in the next six to 12 weeks or whatever it may be. So um, incredibly, incredibly effective for our clients. And John, one thing that I really love about this new idea that you and I were speaking of is on the Realtor platform, if your team logged in and did a price update for the consumer who wants it, they're doing that as a leverage agent. So you guys don't need a license because the lead agent is the account. But the lead agent then gets to do one of the most powerful prospecting techniques I've got at the moment is to call off the rebound. So if you were getting 10 or 20 price updates out a day on behalf of the agent, as the consumer opens it, it's sending a notification back to Helen Williams at 10 Duke Street has just opened your price update. Now, if she opens that three times over two days, I can just reach out to her and say, hi, Helen, we sent you a price update. Did you receive it? knowing she did. Yeah, I did. I can't believe what they're selling for. So as an agent, I've got a sequence here that, you know, Meeson Agency is doing the on-behalf phone call. Would you be open to receiving the price update? Sending the price update. As she hits open, that's going to re-backbound to me as the agent. So I don't even have to communicate back through to my database because it's on the rebound and that's the time to call. And what we're seeing now down the track, John, is the best ones are opening them four months down the track three times. And you're thinking, now's the time to ring those ones. We'll reach out. But it means your work and the agent's communication plan are now dancing together. And we are making the data dance because you're updating the notes and the agent's getting the notification. Well, that's exactly right. And, and like we were saying, we want to make sure that the agents are doing the most dollar productive things possible, whether it's director or a sole agent or a junior. You want to be as effective as possible with your time. So um, being able to call the people that are warmer is ultimately what we're trying to do. We're not trying to take away the pipeline A calls from an agent or the, necessarily the inspection follow-up calls. That really is something an agent should be doing themselves. But what we're trying to do uh, alongside what you were saying with the digital price updates is building a pipeline of people that will eventually be warmed up enough that it's worth the agent jumping onto and talking to them rather than the agent doing a mix of pipeline A, mix of pipeline C, mix of pipeline Ds, whatever it may be. Ultimately, an agent should set themselves up so that they're working with the warmer stuff possible and the stuff that's a bit colder gets moved on to someone else until obviously it's re-warmed back up for them. Yeah, this is so powerful. Last week I did the webinar Claiming Doors. And in claiming doors, it's everything you and I have just spoken about just then, where if they've got a title and a pulse, we want them on a price update and we want to reach out phone call to see if they're open to receive it. Making calls on behalf of an agent, the on behalf call is still a very powerful technique. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, there's such a difference between prospecting call and a on behalf notification call to see if they'd be open to receiving something. How do you read that as those two different things? Yeah, I think a prospecting call should always be done by the agent, ultimately. I think they will know way more about the market than anyone else. They also want to use that as an opportunity, as you know, we've all been trained as agents, to build that uh, build rapport during that phone call, which is absolutely what you should be doing. Whereas an on-behalf-of-call is... An introduction, it's it's selling the appointment, it's not selling the service per se, whereas I think the difference being a prospecting call, to some degree, is selling yourself or selling your service. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And, you know, when you're just notifying people of something, 
There's no pressure on that. It's just a notification call. Oh, thanks for letting me know. Uh, John, you're about to make some phone calls for me where the Complete Leader Conference will be coming up. And actually, no, I think you're doing Melbourne first for us where I've got all these people who attended Melbourne, the Complete Salesperson course, and sometimes I'll go back to Melbourne and people go, I didn't know you were in Melbourne. How come you didn't let me know? So I actually take that seriously now and think we've got to let them know. And everyone, you know, email dodges everyone. Text is good, but you you can't think about that because you're getting so many. Whereas an on-behalf call of just letting you know the complete salesperson course is in Melbourne on this date, people appreciate that they were notified, but you're not trying to sell anything to them because it's up to them if they want to respond. And I think taking the pressure off style communications has a far better cut through. Yeah, I think as well, you know, when you're trying to uh, differentiate yourself on the marketplace, everyone's now doing texting and emailing and all that sort of stuff, which again is great. But if you really did want to stand out, it's always about adapting and thinking of new ideas. So even though calling or calling an area isn't anything new, I think the way that a lot of our clients are starting to do it is redoing it in a, in a newer way. So when we um, use an example, for example, of uh, a new listing that comes up in the market, uh, most people rely on the auto updates that find the buying criteria in the back end of the CRM to text or email buyers that a new listing has come up, which is great and it's fine. But in reality, shouldn't there be someone that could contact them and just let them know that a new listing that meets their criteria has come on the market? Maybe even see if they'd be interested in coming to the inspection and, 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 and booking them in perhaps for that actual open for inspection. It's just that extra little touch point that I think adds uh, a lot to the service. John, final questions for you on such great quality information. What have you learned since opening the agency? Because for those that haven't listened to you before, you were an agent in the business, making phone calls, working alongside lead agents. So you're from the trenches. But what have you learned most of from when you started your business to where it is now, and especially due to the change that COVID brought about in the marketplace? Um, I actually think it comes down to patience. I, I think especially being a younger agent when I was there, I was so hungry for uh, appraisals the next week or listing opportunities that can come up within the next fortnight or the next month, which you can scramble and try and put together, but you're always going to be chasing your tail. I think developing a good, solid pipeline that in the real estate industry means a pipeline could be 12 months long at least. Um, but developing a good solar pipeline and being patient with your follow-up and doing it consistently will turn into great results. You know, uh, we, we obviously want to make sure that we're delivering great results for our clients, but great results often means developing a pipeline that has good quality opportunities, even if they are six months down the line, but they know they're coming up. So I think to answer your question, it's just patience when developing your, your pipeline, patience when you're working your database and knowing that doing the right Things much like going to the gym, I guess, doing the right exercises will deliver the results in the end. And John, final, final question for you. We do value your time. I've always wanted to ask you this. I see so many sales managers and principals interviewing sales agents for a role to be in real estate, and they're looking for someone who, you know, has got that energy, which is all good. But being match fit on a phone is very different to making one or two phone calls. What have you noticed? Because your team's expanded enormously now. 
you'd be four times the size when I first interviewed you. Yeah. What characteristics make up a brilliant phone communicator? It's interesting you say that. Look, to be quite frank, I think we've we've developed the team really, really well, but each day we're always learning something new about the people that we're hiring and the team that we're developing, and I think each time we're doing it better and better. But in short, um, I think it's people that are uh, – and look, to, to clarify, there's two different types of people as well. There's people that are incredible salespeople, and they will do good on the phones, but they start to get a little bit – antsy and wanting to move on to the next stage, which means that you'll get a great burst out of them, but for not a long period of time. And there's plenty of those people around because they want to progress. They'll be good at the start, but they want more opportunity. Then you'll get people that uh, um, are incredible on the phones and are happy on the phones, which are few and far between. And those types of people, I think the similar qualities that they have is that they're consistent um, more than anything else. They don't have uh, two hours where they do huge bursts of calls and then the rest of the day they're quiet, they'll just consistently work. And, and that might not necessarily be uh, um, they work harder in one hour than someone else. It's just consistently work, consistent deliverables, consistent conversations, consistent tone. What a great answer. And I, as you were speaking then, I was thinking about all the people I've ever hired on the phone and those people were exceptional what they did. But I don't think... All of them would have made – I don't think they would have found being a, a professional real estate salesperson in the lounge room, meaning presenting to win business. I think they would look at that and go, whoa, that, that's not me. But I tell you what, I love getting on the phone, communicating, and making sure the target audience is informed. So a very good discrepancy there that you brought up. And and, and it depends on your type of business. Some people do want to have that person that comes in for a bit, prospects – they train them up. They have them as a junior, and then obviously the, the the plan is down the line to have them as a as an independent solo agent, and that's great and that's fine. But there are quite a lot of agents that just want that prospector. They just wants to sit there. The only thing to consider as well, obviously, is if all you're doing is sitting around making calls, and and this is what we try to counter with our with our contact center. We've tried to make it fun and enjoyable, but. If all you're doing is sitting around making calls, there sometimes needs to be some other incentive and not necessarily just financial, but some other incentive to do that. So obviously one of them being enjoying yourself while you're making the calls, a good environment. But I think the other one that we've started implementing a lot more recently is sharing in the success of results, letting them know what they've done has valued our clients' businesses, what they've done has led to a good opportunity for our client or to led, led to a listing. So they know that Everything that they're doing is contributing to the success of our clients' business, and that brings them a little bit more fulfillment. John, how do people get hold of you and have a discussion about engaging you? All our socials, Mess on Agency, but we also have our website, messonagency.com.au. Um, we're also going to have a little offer, obviously, messonagency.com.au slash Lee, and you can either get in contact with us on our website through our forms there, or if you want to call me directly, you're more than welcome to uh, on 0450 John, thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on the program, and we look forward to having you present at the Complete Leader 2023. Really looking forward to it. Thanks, Lee.